0: Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today.
1: Well, good evening. Hey, thanks for being here tonight. You know, I know there's always things people could be doing. But you know, in these end times, I think we're going to be meeting a whole lot more often. And I think we're going to need to. So here we are, January 13th, 2021. I think most of us in here could probably say, one year ago today, if somebody would have told us what was going to happen in the next 12 months, we probably would not have believed it. I mean this last 12 months has been a bit of a a ride kind of like when you go to an amusement park I happen to like roller coasters and you know when you get in line and then right before you get up there there's that big sign that says that if you continue on this ride it has sudden drops and turns and twists and dark tunnels and all that that's a little bit what uh, 2020 even into 2021 now has been but you know what, it's not over yet. So just hang on, buckle your seatbelt, you know, let the arms of Jesus wrap you and, and hold you tight because church, I think we're, we're, the ride is not over yet. But you know what, it's a good ride, it's a fun ride. I said this the other day and I said it um, Monday morning on the Arise Shine that these are exciting times. And I know, even the look on some of your faces, you're like, what? What? Are you watching the news? No, I am not, and you shouldn't be either. But no, I know sometimes we need to know kind of what's going on out there, but I'm telling you, church, this is our finest hour, and this is our time to shine, and we get to be the church. Remember the game? I think I said this a few weeks ago, the game tag. You know, where you run around and you touch somebody, tag, you're it? Well, guess what? Tag, you're it. We are it. We have been tagged. And You say, well, wait, what is it? We are the church of the end times. We are the church that gets to usher in Jesus coming back and the rapture happening. We are the church. We have been tagged. We're the ones who get to help usher in this huge end time revival and see thousands of people saved. So tag, you're it. And you may say, I don't wanna be it. (laughs) Well, too bad. (laughs) Too bad, you've been tagged. And you say, who tagged me? God tagged you. You have been tagged in the kingdom for such a time as this. The Bible says, you know, there's a scripture, you have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Well, you have been tagged into the kingdom for such a time as this. We're it. So tag your neighbor only if they don't mind being touched and say tag, you're it. Now i know a lot of the teachings you know on the end times um you know we're talking about how to survive and thrive in the end times i know a lot of end time teachings is kind of a downer and this isn't going to be a downer i mean it may be a little bit even tonight maybe a little bit of a you know a little bit of a roller coaster so i'm going to kind of take us up a little bit there might be a little bit of ooh you know hold on and then it'll go up again but um you know but sometimes we need those kind of messages And, you know, we need truth today. There is so many, like, was it you, just a little bit ago, you said there's so many voices out there. Man, we better get in the Word, and we better find out just what is going on. Because one day I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, woohoo, okay, this is the way we're going. Then then pretty soon you hear this, and you're like, oh, well, is that what's going to happen? Oh, wait, is that what? You know what? The Holy Ghost knows. And you know, some of us may know, and some of us may not know, but it doesn't really matter because there's certain things we do know, and we know it's a truth, and we know that no matter what goes on out there, this is going to happen by the book. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so we're going to go, we're going to go up a little bit here before we, before we take a little bit of a, a dive down. Um, so go ahead and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse... 14. I'm going to start with this. You'll like this. So 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Now, you know, you've heard some teaching on this. Are we saying now it's the thanks be unto God is what causes us to triumph? Or is it God and we're thanking him? Both. Either way. What matters are these two words, always and triumph. The word always means at all times, in every place, and in every way. Always. The word triumph, oh, this is really good. The word triumph in the original Greek word, it's a word only used to celebrate a military commander returning home from battle. To be honored in this way was the most honoring way a person was celebrated. A parade was given. It was a very rare occurrence, but it could last for days. At the front of the parade was a leader of the enemy army. He would be bound with chains, and he would be paraded for those watching to mock him and disdain him behind him were his captains and leaders who were also chained and mocked and ridiculed then following them were any soldiers of the enemy's army that were headed to prison or to be executed following all of these defeated captives or the weapons, gold, silver, statues, monuments, and other treasures. Then came the victors, the city officials, high-ranking officers, and magistrates. Finally, on an ornate chariot pulled by majestically adorned horses, the triumphant leader, draped in purple garments and embroidered with gold and a crown on his head, was celebrated. Flowers were thrown at him and jubilant cheers from spectators. All of that is that one word, triumph. And we always, under every circumstance, in every way, we get to be the celebrated, celebrated leader. Amen. And it's only because of, in Jesus. So in the book of Colossians, it shows us that Jesus triumphed this way. It says in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, which is that parade we just heard about, triumphing over them in it. So here's, what, here's the way we can read it. We always, at all times, in every place and in every way, we triumph. We are the celebrated mighty champions in Christ Jesus. All righty. And then in Romans 8, 37, it talks talks about some things. And then it says, and yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Most of us know that scripture. That word conquerors means overwhelmingly conquering, exceedingly conquering, surpassing victory to prevail completely. And I really like this one, a super conqueror. We are super conquerors. I mean that's like our superpower. Everybody's all into these um superheroes, you know? I just watched Wonder Woman the other night and ooh, man, I thought I need to get some clothes like her. But anyway, it's like she had all these superpowers and stuff, right? Well, guess what? Our superpower is we always win. We can't lose unless we quit. But we're not going to quit amen church we are not going to quit we need to refuse to let fear grip our heart in these days amen we win we win we are super conquerors we win in him all right so now now we kind of went up now let me just kind of take you a little bit of a ride here okay so we're going to look at second timothy chapter three Go ahead and go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 1. And you know me, I like to dissect things, so we're going to dissect this scripture a little bit. So we're going to look at in the King James first. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come so here we go we're going to dissect it the word no where it says this no that word no means something that is definite emphatic categorically and absolutely certain the word also in the greek it means indeed so we could read it like this you emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that these events will definitely and absolutely occur that in the last days okay last days means the final the ultimate end the furthest away you can go no further it means the very end of time when time has sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey the journey can go no further it is at the very ultimate end Um, before we look at the word perilous we're going to look at the word shall come that means to stand in the middle to be surrounded by in the midst of cannot be avoided and cannot escape okay so we're gonna feel like we're surrounded and encumbered by something. But really, what are we surrounded by? We sing a song about it, right? We're surrounded by God. And I was thinking about the blood of Jesus. You know, in, in, when, when God's people, when the, when the death angel was gonna come and all this death was gonna happen, what did they have to do to be protected? They had to apply the blood. And we're gonna have to apply the blood of Jesus today over the doorpost of our life, over the doorpost of our family, our children, our marriages, our finances. Everything that we have, we need to believe in and apply the blood of Jesus. There's power in that blood, there's protection in that blood, amen? All right, so now let's look at the word perilous. The word perilous means something dangerous, it brings risk, it causes hurt, something wounding, Wild and vicious like animals that are unpredictable, uncontrollable, and dangerous. It portrays a deadly menace and anything that has potential to be treacherous and hurtful. Those are the signs of the time. Those are going to be happening. Those are the perilous times. Okay, so, but remember, we have a superpower. Amen. Amen. We overcome. All right, so let's go ahead and start at verse one again then. 2nd Timothy 3 says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they that creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts okay we're going to break each one of these down lovers of their own self now let me just tell you where i got this from Um, rick renner has a book out and it's called the the last day's survival guide or something like that and he takes every one of these words and he looks them up in the original greek and if hebrew if need be meanings and he breaks it all down so that's where i got this from all right lovers of their own selves it means self-centered self-absorbed self-consumed Also, in the original meaning, it is a word that really doesn't make logical sense. He said, it is two words put together that would mean an attraction or romantic feelings towards another person. But here, it is referring to an extreme, unreasonable affection towards oneself, like self-infatuation, self-fondness, and self-attraction. And you know, we all know that there's nothing wrong with a good, healthy self-esteem, but this has taken it too far. Okay, the word covetous means extreme and unreasonable love for money, abnormal preoccupation with money, and a profound fixation on material possessions. And again, we know, see the devil tries to pervert everything, everything that God has and all the promises of God. God wants us to prosper, he wants us to have things he just doesn't want us to be covetous and those things to have a higher priority in our life than they do. All right, boasters, it means a bragger, self promotion, and one who exaggerates the facts. Proud means origi- um, the original means manifested superiority, arrogant, or people who believe they have a right to set the agenda for everyone else. Blasphemers, it means to slander, to accuse, and to speak against or derogatory insults, foul, nasty, shameful speech towards the divine or towards government authorities. Everybody say amen. (laughs) Towards the divine or government authorities can also be blasphemous actions or deviant actions, not just words. All right, so disobedient to parents means uncontrollable, unpersuadable, unable to lead or exercise authority over their own children. Unthankful, it means ungrateful, unappreciative, a feeling of entitlement, desire to get their own way, prioritizing self, or a position where one's feelings are king. Nowadays, the same word is likened to the word a narcissist. And that's a word a lot of people hear these days. Unholy means lost respect for God, ill-mannered, impure, lewd, indecent, crude, coarse, vulgar, offensive, and rude. Without natural affection, now this one is interesting because all of us mostly think when it says without natural affection, we think automatically of homosexuality. And it does mean that, but look what else he said it means. It said, he said that when you combine it with natural, without natural affection, truce breakers and false accusers, he said this is talking about the deterioration of traditional marriage and family, a lack of devotion, the absence of commitment, loss of affection, affection or a breakdown of covenants. He said this is a covenant of all sorts. It even means the breaking of a commitment or covenant within a local church body. All right, so fierce, despisers of those who do good. That means cruel, harsh, savage, vicious, and violent. You know, in... in the Bible days in Rome, they were pretty vicious and did some pretty violent things. They actually would take the less fortunate and Christians and put them in, you know, with um, you know the, like the lions and they would bet on to see who would win while, while these wild animals would tear up and, and destroy people, Christians. You know, and we sit here today and we think, oh, how barbaric is that? But do you know there are video games right now where similar things are happening? And I, I think you might have shared this the other day, but um, one of the creators, I guess you'd say, or those who make video games, he said, not only are we going to teach children to kill, but we are going to teach them to enjoy killing. He says, they will learn to enjoy killing. And I don't know how many of y'all have video games in your home, and I'm not saying video games are sin or evil, but you better be checking what your kids are playing, and you better not be playing those. Do you know, they have video games now, I saw on CBN, where you can actually rape and murder prostitutes. It's like, you're the guy, you go out, you find a a prostitute, and they have them dressed all like that, you know? And then you, you rape them, and then you murder them. It's a video game. And then, of course, all the killing that they do. And you know, the more they kill, the more points they get. The more they kill, the more people they kill, the better they're doing. They get to the top. Parents, you need to be cautious what your kids are playing. And you need to be cautious what you're playing. We think it's barbaric because they did it in real life. They're teaching your kids to do the same thing. And then when they go out in real life, they're gonna be desensitized. So just be cautious, parents, be cautious. Okay, traitors one who betrays and abandons a friend, a lack of commitment in relationships. Heady means one who is given to and enjoys violence. High-minded means inflated with pride or puffed up. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God means individuals who give themselves to unrestrained pleasure of any type. They are preoccupied with self-gratification and make their own happiness their highest aspiration in life. Okay, so in verse five it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Let me, let me tell you what this means. Having a form means an outward shape of godliness, but they deny, refute, refuse, and reject the authentic power that goes along with godliness says, from such turn away. Turn away mentally, spiritually, and physically. Remove yourself from them. Verse six says, for of this sort are they which creep into houses. That word means creep in, in disguise, or undercover. It means a couple other things I'll get to in a minute. And here's something really interesting where it says, and lead captive. Rick Renner said that that means it's the same word that is used to thrust The spearhead into the back of a person and lead them wherever you want them to go silly women just means the weak and the needy laden means burdened and overwhelmed and sins it doesn't mean sins there like we think of sin he said it means disappointments and problems and then led or pulled away with diverse lust means the deepest longings. But here's something I thought was interesting where it says creep into houses. In the original, it also denotes, goes into private and secret parts of a house. He said it's no different than the internet today. A lot of people have replaced the secret place. When we dwell and we live in the secret place of the Most High, a lot of people have re, in their homes, they have replaced that secret place of the Most High with the secret place of the internet. And it's time that stops. It's time that stops. That secret place is reserved for our time with the Lord. All right, so they're gonna put this up. We're gonna read it all the way through. Um, And this is in what he calls um, the R.I.V., the Rick Renner Interpreted Version. So it's not an actual Bible yet, but um, this is how he interprets it. So I think we have this on the overhead. So starting in verse 1, you emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days, when time has sailed to its last port, and not more time remains for the journey, that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. Men will be self-focused, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-consumed, and in love with themselves more than anyone else as a result of this self-love they will be driven to obtain more and more and more these boasters are so committed to their own agenda that they are willing to exaggerate overstate the facts stretch the truth embellish a story and even lie if it will get them the position advantage or goal they desire they are arrogant haughty impudent snooty and insolent. They disdain, mock, slander, and speak ill of anyone who stands in the way of their ideology and freely use foul language. In this climate, parents will no longer be able to persuade, control, lead, or exercise authority over their own children. And And although people were once thankful and appreciative, they will generally become void of gratitude and will be unappreciative of everything. Impurity will seep into society and cause it to become impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, and rude. Love for and commitment to family will disintegrate. Divorce will become epidemic, with irreconcilable differences being a major factor in tearing families apart. In fact, every imaginable type of covenant will be regularly violated, and the court system will be overwhelmed as people go overboard suing and being sued. People will generally lose the ability to say no and will be unable to control their instincts in nearly every area of life. People will become savage. It will eventually feel like there are not laws to protect the innocent. People will find it easy to walk away from commitments and to easily throw away relationships. They will become reckless, impulsive, and known for their enjoyment of violence. They will become full of pride and inflated with a sense of their own importance to the extent that they may end up feeling like society is being hit by a typhoon. However, those menacing winds of change will eventually blow out like a storm that comes and goes. Meanwhile, people will become fixated on unobtainable pursuit of happiness and pleasure even more than they love God. Although they may possess an outward form of religiosity, they will rebuff, refute, refuse, and reject the authentic power that goes along with genuine godliness. I urgently tell you to mentally, spiritually, and physically turn away and remove yourself from such people. These sorts of people protect themselves as help with the intention of gaining access into people's homes to manipulate them, especially targeting some sincere women who feel overwhelmed and frustrated and disappointing failure and disappointing failures in life whom the manipulators find easy to influence because they have so many unmet longings. Wow, wow so uh, all right so so how are we going to? How are we going to shine in this kind of darkness? I mean, this stuff is happening right now. This kind of stuff is happening right now. We are in the end times. So I have five things that I believe we need to do to survive and to thrive in these end times. To some of us, it's probably going to seem like Christianity 101, but church, I'm here to tell you that I think a lot of us Christians, and I'll just say us and put me in there because I'm, I'm always preaching to myself too. I think a lot of us have, have ditched Christianity 101 for other things, and we need to get back to some of the basics. Number one, it is imperative that you have a Bible. Now before you think, duh, do you know that there are Bibles today that have over 300 scriptures altered? Not do you just need a Bible. I say you need to get you a hardback paper Bible. That was printed several, I mean, I didn't look up the dates, but years ago. Because if you have, all you have is a a Bible app on your phone and you do updates, they will update your Bible to the current translations. I have with me right here, 300 changes in the NIV and some of the other modern Bible versions that they have changed. So let me just, I'm not gonna read all 300, obviously, but let me just tell you a couple. Um, in Matthew 5, where it says, bless them that curse you, it's gone. Um, many of them have removed the name Jesus, repentance, hell, Lord, Um, Oh, uh, worship, all kinds of them have removed entire verses. Um, The entire verse where it talks about fornication being sin, you know, to not commit, it's gone. And some of these modern versions, they took it all the way out. Um, I, um, I forget which one it is, one of the newer versions. Any scripture that has to do with the blessing of the Lord or prosperity They've changed the wording of it or removed it altogether so that people reading these newer versions won't even know that God wants us to be blessed financially at all. Um, Luke 4.4, 4, they've removed, but by every word of God. Um, Get thee behind me, Satan, has been removed. Um, founded upon the rock, um, Oh my goodness, it just, I have, like I said, 300 of them. Um, The comforter, helper, counselor has been removed, son of God has been removed, Um, being convicted in their conscience. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. These things have been removed from the newer versions, and so if that's all you're reading, you're gonna be deceived. You're not gonna know what the truth says. So I say, get you a Bible. I mean, this Bible needs to be precious to us. This is the Word of God. I mean, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I mean, this is our, this is our survival guide. We need to love our Bibles. You know, for a while I was using my online one, you know, and, and nothing wrong. I'm not saying you're doing something wrong. I'm just saying be cautious about that and always have this, because do you know, just like that they could wipe out your phone and trust me i think there's people who are going to try to do it but they if you have this and if you not just have it but you read it every day you study it you get this word into you i mean our bibles are precious you have to have a Bible. number one have a bible a good bible in these last days Number two, it's imperative to attend a church of those of like precious faith. The days of seeker friendly churches are over. The days of one hour church services and get us out to the restaurant on time are over. And if they're not in some places, they should be. I believe in these days, churches are going to increase People are going to flock to churches and flood churches. I believe, like Kenneth Copeland said, 2021 is the year of the local church because people need equipped, they need taught, they need trained, and that's going to happen in the local church. We were talking um, yesterday and a little bit today about um, how they say over a million people showed up at the Capitol last week. A million people. They say between 75, I've heard everything from 75 to 87 million people voted for Donald Trump and I'll try not to like be real political here but because he's conservative and we were talking, what if what if a million people, or 75 million, or 90 million people would march themselves to church? Amen. I'm all about supporting who, who you, you know, wanna support. I mean, I, I personally wish I could have been there, been one of those million, you know, me personally. But I'm telling you how much more should we march ourselves to church? You know, I think maybe, you know, um, what we, what the conservatives who voted for President Trump, I'm one of them, I'm I'm not giving up by the way, I'm gonna, you know, I'm standing my ground there, but um, anyway, I'll try not to go there either, (laughs) Um, but, If we would all, instead of saying, oh, oh, President Trump, make America great again. President Trump, keep our Christian rights for us. President Trump, we want our freedoms. President Trump, President Trump, President Trump. He's only one man. But we have 75 to 90 million of us. Think of what we can do. He's just one man. Praise God, I hope he can do a whole lot more for us. But just think, how many babies can we save from abortion? We can't just be saying, oh, President Trump, do something about abortion. You do something about abortion. Witness to these young girls who are getting pregnant and don't want to keep their babies. You witness to them. You save some babies. We can do it. We can't just be expecting him to do it all. What if he doesn't get in? And again, I'm not giving up, I'm just saying, what if he doesn't get in? We have a job to do. We have a job to do. We are the church. He's one man. Like you said earlier, we're expecting the politicians to make America great. We're expecting the politicians to save America. Politicians aren't called and anointed to save America, you are. We are, we're the body of Christ. We're the ones that are supposed to shine in the darkness. We're the ones that are supposed to see hearts turned from evil practices to good practices. We're the ones, we have the hope. We have the help. President Trump is not the world's only hope. Jesus is the world's only hope. Jesus working in and through the body of Christ is this world's only hope. We want to see America great again, let's go out and win the lost. Let's go preach the good news. Let's go lay hands on the sick. Let's go cast out the devil. Let's go out and do it, amen? Amen, praise the Lord. So I'm calling a march. I'm calling a march. If President Trump can get a million people, praise God, to show up at the Capitol, I think the Christians should be able to get easily 75 to 90 million people to march themselves to church. Amen? Amen, Amen. Amen. praise the Lord. All right, number three. It is imperative that we be filled with the Holy Ghost and know the voice of the Holy Ghost. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to get filled tonight after service. And if you have been filled and you haven't been praying in tongues much, you need to start praying in tongues a lot. In these days, we need to know what God is saying. Like I said earlier, there's voices over here saying this and voices over here saying that, and you know what, they're probably all wrong because they're man. Now, I'm not talking about, I believe God speaks through prophets and all that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about more like news people right now. You can't believe them. But even some prophets could miss it from time to time. But I'm still holding on to some of their words right now. I'm holding on to them. Amen. But how do you know what's going on in China right now? How do you know what's going on? in south america how do you know what's going on in florida right now how do you know what's going on in denver right now how do you know if i was to say um, how do you know what's going on right now in florida what's going on how do you know the media the media can tell us anything they want they could tell us a lie if they wanted to (laughs) If they, you know, I mean, you know, they could. I actually think they are. I think they're telling us a lot of lies. The only news we need to be watching right now is Go Victory. It's the only thing we turn on. It's the only, the only voices I want to hear from man is on Go Victory. But you know what? What if, what if they, We were talking about it today with Dorsey, they, whoever they are, what if they shut down our internet, and what if they shut off our electricity, and what if we don't know what Go Victory is saying? Oh no, what are we gonna do? We got the Holy Ghost, and if you're listening to him, and you're listening to him, and I'm listening to him, we're all gonna know what's going on. I think there's something we've learned is that they out there have the power to do some things just like that. Do you know, and I know you all do, and i got to be careful, but do you know that right now us Americans cannot even hear from our president? (gasps) Who would have thought that they can actually make it to where Americans, US citizens, can't even hear what our president has to say. Now I know there's some other things happening and you know, working, but wow, I think they have a little too much power. And I think they need a lesson that the church is gonna rise up and not put up with that. we got the Holy Ghost he can speak to us he'll tell us what we need to know and I'm running out of time but we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost we need to know what he's saying Um, two weeks ago or something we were um, we had our granddaughter on Arise Shine with us did anybody see that program? Our granddaughter loves the book of Revelation. Never known a kid from the time she was little, she would read the book of Revelation. And I just believe God has gifted her and anointed her to understand the book of Revelation. She knows it better than I do. I mean, she just rattles off the scriptures and the meanings of them. And um, we were talking with her before that program, and she said, well, you know, on my Bible app, on the phone, Something had came up, she was looking up something about, you know, to get ready to share. And this thing comes up and it says that the book of Revelation, it's been discovered that that is not true. But that is just, what was it called, like uh, metaphors or um, um, it wasn't actually truth, but it was, it was just like thoughts and ideas and metaphors and stuff. Huh? Not literal. literal. And it's like if you if say say that's the only Bible you have, and you're not praying in the spirit, you're not in tune with God, you know, you don't know what the word says, and that comes up on your phone or your kids or your grandkids or your great grandkids, and they're gonna go, Oh, oh, did you know the book of Revelation's not true? No. You need to know the Holy Ghost so when something like that does show up, you go, uh-uh, uh uh, that's a lie, that's false. But not only you, you need to get this in your kids and your grandkids. I want to exhort the dads in here. If you have kids, dads, it's time the dads step it up and get their kids to church. And I know if you're here, you're already in church, praise God. But there's a lot of mom we've been doing this for thirty three, it'll be thirty-four years next month. I have seen more moms be the ones to try to do their best to teach and train their kids the word of God. And dads, it's time that dads step up. If you're watching me, dads, get yourself you march you and your family to church. Sunday. Wednesday. Sunday. Wednesday. Our kids have to be taught how to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Don't think, that, don't think that, that they're gonna learn this out there somewhere. Oh my goodness, I was just, well, that's a whole nother thing. Just watch where your kids are going to school. Parents, get involved, I've said it before, but you'd better take this serious, especially if things go the way they're trying to go right now. I'm telling you, the curriculum that they're trying to bring into the public schools is evil. It is evil, and parents, you better not just uh, think that you gotta go to work and make your money and get all your things and send your kids off you know, to school. Um, You better be doing something to make sure that they're being taught and trained the Word of God and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues with them every day before they go to school. We did that with our kids. We read a scripture, we prayed in English, we prayed in tongues, we danced around a little bit, Make sure that they were loosed up, you know, able to dance in the Holy Ghost. May have been in the flesh at first, but you know, you gotta work on it. And we taught them how to hear the voice of God. We taught our kids how. You need to teach your kids how. I'm out of time. I'm not done, but I'm out of time. Um, Okay, so we'll probably get to the others maybe next week because I've got some good, in fact, the last two, well, I better not tell you what they are. You may not wanna come back next week. But anyway, all right. You got a prophecy I want you to read real quick. And um, hopefully you got something out of that. I'm going to do a part two next week because there's some more things we've got to talk about on how to survive in these end times. So I love you all. Don't get mad at me for what I say because I'm only saying things that we need to hear. Amen.
0: Some people don't want to share that kind of stuff because it's not popular. And Jesus actually said, the world hates me. Jesus talking about himself. He said, the world hates me because I just tell the truth. I testify that the works of the world are evil and people don't like that. You know, they, they think you're saying they're evil. I mean, he said the works of the world are evil. And if, if he, if he said they weren't evil, he'd be lying and Jesus will never lie. And I wanted to read you a prop, part of a prophecy that Kenneth Hagin gave out in 1987 at the Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits time where the Lord appeared to him and revealed some things unto him. And I wanted to read it to you, part of it, tonight and just kind of finish up with what Carla just said here. So I'm going to break into the prophecy in the middle, but this is Brother Hagin, wonderful man of God. He said in this prophecy... Yes, I looked, I looked, I looked, and I saw the hearts of men, and oh, they were disturbed and perplexed. He's talking about the future. This was in 1987. He's talking about the years ahead. He said, I looked, I looked, I looked, and I saw the hearts of men, and oh, they were disturbed and perplexed. And I saw a black, dark cloud rise up from the eastern part of our nation And it came out of the capital of our nation and men responded unto that darkness that arose and the men walked with that darkness and that darkness began to envelop this very land. But oh, 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 the hearts of many that know God, sensed in their spirits and those of us that stand on the horizon of time shall sound forth a word of warning. And so there shall arise the mighty ones, those called of God. "...separated unto him, and they shall make intercession, and the light shall shine, and drive back the darkness. The evil and wicked men shall fall, and there will be those..." And remember, it was told you in advance, it was told you years in advance. "...there shall be those in high places who will fall down dead, and some shall say, Oh, they would have made such a great leader. I cannot understand." But those who know the voice of the Spirit shall rejoice and be glad, for you shall know the dark, that darkness has been stayed, and the hand of the enemy has been defeated. And the word of the Lord that is to be consummated in those days, those few short years to come will be consummated, and the work of the Lord shall be done. And so that work which shall be done in this hour, in the visitation of the Spirit, and that revival that is about to burst upon you shall surely come to pass." And many, 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 as the world say, hordes of people shall be swept into the kingdom. And even in places of this earth of seemingly uttermost darkness, the light will shine in and men and women shall rise up and exercise the authority that's theirs on the earth. It goes on for a few more things there, but that I felt was very pertinent to tonight because of what Carla had in her heart and the times we're living in. So let's stand up, church. I'd like us all just to lift up our voice right now and pray. Father, we're asking in the name of Jesus that the things that we heard tonight, that you would continue to expound them in our hearts. Help us to understand what we need to understand for to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And we thank you, Father God, for enlightening the church, not just tonight, but in the days ahead. We will understand the times like we need to. We'll have the cutting edge advantage because you're good and you tell us things that we need to know. And the Spirit of God will show us things to come. And Father, we believe that these are great days for the church. You said darkness and gross darkness would cover the people but right at the same time, you said the church was going to rise up and your glory was going to be seen on us and multitudes were going to come to the brightness of our rising. And churches that have a heart for God will be packed. They'll have to go to multiple services. The glory of the Lord will be seen and felt and people won't want to leave. People will come back regularly for these are the last days and and the glory of the Lord shall increase, and the power of God shall increase, and things shall happen that we've prayed about decades ago. They'll begin to materialize and manifest in this time, in what the Bible calls the end of all things. Oh, Father, we thank you that your glory and your power is real and in manifestation in this place and other places. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, like you said in the word, we're supposed to pray. We need to first of all offer up supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men, for kings and all those that are in authority. And right now, we've come into agreement that those that are in authority in Washington, D.C., and every state capital, and every place of authority in this nation, we pray, Father God, that your spirit would come upon them and that they would see clearly right from wrong, good from evil, darkness from light. For we know Satan himself has transformed himself as an angel of light. Help them to see right through it, Lord. Help them to see that if they're yielding to demons, show them the ugliness that they're yielding to open their eyes break chains of blindness help our leaders to see truth Lord we're believing for it Lord we know babies are in the balance young children are in the balance all kinds of things are in the balance and we declare boldly that the powers of darkness arrayed against our nation are defeated powers they're spoiled powers they're paralyzed powers In Jesus' name. Oh, Father, cause the church to wake up and to see what's really going on. In Jesus' name. And let's just thank the Lord now that every prayer we prayed in this area of coming against the powers of darkness is in full effect the power of God has been released we've prayed prayers in the past years ago to God as only minutes ago to God so we believe Father that the powers of darkness have been addressed wicked spirits in heavenly places are being resisted by the angels of God and we thank you Father we thank you for your glory and your goodness oh thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Father God Thank you, Lord. Would you all just say this with me? I'm going to say it, I believe, by the unction of the Lord. Say this. We, we are, the the are the light of the world. And those walking in darkness, those walking in darkness. will surely see, this light. Will surely see this, light. Will this light. They will come to this light. People we never thought, we never thought would, would surrender would to God, surrender God are going to surrender to God. Because the light is going to be so good to those in darkness that they're going to leave things behind, high-level monetary things, just to have that light. So we, the church, will be ready, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, close to Jesus, And we will shine. And it will be divine. (laughs) Hallelujah. In this end time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we worship you. It's time to take serious the things of God. It's time to not push off anything that we know he wants us to do it's time to cut off everything we know he doesn't want us to do interesting times amazing times and we're the answer we're the solution thank you for listening to today's podcast for more information about this ministry visit faithheights.org you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram to sow into this ministry visit
1: faithheights.org click on the donate